Welcome to Movers and Shakers, Porch Group Media's thought leadership podcast. In today's rapidly evolving digital landscape, data has become the cornerstone of successful brands, providing the foundation for informed marketing decisions. Just like following a healthy lifestyle improves your physical well-being, ensuring your data is in optimal condition is essential for the vitality of your campaign efforts. In this episode, Kim Vance, Head of Business Development, and Larissa Bedgood, Head of Marketing, will explore key components of data quality and share strategies to sustain its agility and relevance over time. We have a packed agenda today covering topics that include the cost of -of out-of-shape data, the causes of poor quality data, different types of data hygiene techniques to improve your data fitness, and how to leverage data appending to provide a holistic customer view. Don't miss this valuable opportunity to strengthen the quality of your database and, as a result, improve your marketing KPIs. Ready to learn what it takes to whip your data into shape? Let's get started. We will be talking about data fitness, keeping your data in shape and your insights fresh. And my name is Larissa Beggood. I am the head of marketing here at Porch Group Media. And joining us today is Kim Vance, who is head of business development. So welcome, Kim. Thank you. Excited to have a chat with you. We always have fun when we do these webinars. We do. <laughs> so, okay, to um, to get started, you know, I had pulled a couple of really, um, you know, just, just a couple of insights on, you know, when your data is out of shape, you know, what happens? Like, just a quick aside, I was taking a walk on the treadmill. I notice what happens when I'm out of shape, I get out of breath, but your data on the other hand, uh, not so much. <laughs> so up to what well, a quarter of companies believe that their data is actually bad data. Um, and that's, that's a significant portion of your database. Um, dirty data can cost an average of you know, 15 to 16% of revenue. And, you know, just, you know, a big picture stat that bad data costs U.S. companies around $3 trillion annually. And that's, you know, just from, you know, the foundation, data is the foundation of all your marketing strategies. You can see the ripple effects when it gets so out of control and gets so dirty, you know, that's a pretty significant impact. Um, Any learnings, insights that you want to share, Kim, on the slide? Sure. So, you know, it, it is more common than you think that when you're having a conversation with a prospect or a client, um, some level of the condition of the, of the targeted database comes into play. You know, when we are doing acquisition campaigns for a client, um, the cleanliness of our data is important. Um, and it, it, it holds just as, as true uh, with, a, with a CRM file. So, um, yeah, one of the, it's it's a common theme, and I think that's kind of what drove our our idea to do this webinar. Is it is a common theme in conversations that clients have low confidence in their data, or they don't have a lot of resources to to keep it regularly clean um, and in its best condition. You know that kind of you know just like when you said that we decided to do this webinar, that just kind of reminds me a lot of times. You know, data is not sexy you know it's just like okay it's something you have to do but you know we've done a lot of webinars on you know ramping up your social media marketing strategies and email marketing all just as important but those will not be effective until you get your database in order so um so i love that we're doing this today 
Um, so, you know, some of the obvious questions and, and some that, you know, we sort of intuitively know, but where does dirty data even come from? Um, and you and I were talking, Kim, earlier, uh, you know, one of the, I, probably these uh, first two points to me, you know, I, I can relate to the most, but, you know, consumers move. Um, and when they move, they change emails and, and phone numbers and such. And you actually had a really interesting insight here, Kim, about, um, you know, how people report their moves. Sure. So, it, yeah, it's a it's a fact. Um, NCOA source actually puts right on their own sites that 27% of movers don't tell the United Postal Service that they moved. Um, rather than submitting a change of address form, they'll just update their address with each of their vendors or providers individually. So there's never any formal element that says, hey, they've moved. Um, you know, and then you're, we're, we're in a climate now where people don't want to share everything. They understand right. that what you put out there um, is shared for the most part. Um, so people don't want to share information. You know, I use as an example, um, you know, some surveys will have, you know, are you single, married, divorced, widowed? Well, some people who are divorced or widowed don't want to tell you, they're going to click single. So you okay. may have accurate information, you may not, and there really is no way to validate that completely. So, so yeah, in especially in today's world, you're seeing people are providing less and less. Um, I mean, I think we even saw, you know, we see it on our leads coming in. They're, mm -hmm. clearly, you know, cartoon names or or what have you when somebody wants information right. but they don't want to have to share on their own right yeah you know and that just makes so much sense you know in this this privacy environment where you know consumers are just willing to not willing to give as much um that is completely in line with what we're hearing mm -hmm. um and then obviously you know a couple you know uh the way that it is shared across departments, um, inadequate data strategies, all of those really impact data quality. So moving on. So, okay, so I had to throw this one in here. This one always kind of, you know, makes me laugh. I think I first wrote about this, like it was like a data, dirty data horror stories for Halloween I did years ago. And I just had to come back to this because it always makes me laugh. So I'm gonna share a little laugh with you before we get into more education. Um, so one of these, okay, at first, you know, obviously these are very extreme examples of dirty data, but it gets the point across. So um, so this first example, this is a Dear Idiot letter, it's kind of like a Dear John letter, but not, you know, maybe, maybe a little worse. <laughs> um, so as customer service representatives were dealing with angry customers, they were writing in phrases like, you know, what an idiot this customer is. Um, not good business practice. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> But when the marketing department decided to send a marketing campaign using this data, letters went out as dear idiot customer John Doe. Uh, yeah, that's that's a no. <laughs> um, and then in this other example, you know, also kind of humorous. Um, this this shows about inc just uh, incorrectly entering data, um, not really you know maybe transposing numbers but you know in this instance um medical codes were entered incorrectly um and men were apparently requiring opposite opposite i can't say that word obstetrics and prenatal exams 
um, they had undergone similar procedures, you know, to these codes, but these uh, misplaced keystrokes um, ended up that, you know, 17,000 men are pregnant. So, you know, that caused all sorts of complications. Um, again, just a little bit of, of humor infused, you know, I don't, you know, hopefully this does not happen to you, but, but, you know, just something to keep in mind when it snowballs dirty data, you don't know what the repercussions can be down the line. Okay, Kim, this is something that I equate with you. I love this concept of data boot camp. What is it? Sure. So, Data Bootcamp is a name that kind of came out of a program we built for a client um, that really looked at every element of the client's databases. So uh, this was something we offered uh, to small businesses. It was actually a golf course program for different golf courses. And the idea was to look at um, every piece of information they had, names and postal addresses, email addresses, telephone numbers, um, and then as well as some of the demographics they had on them. Um, so uh, the idea was to just kind of look at the entire database and not just clean it up, but enrich it. So add in missing components, um, add some insights around uh, what you have. So as example, for the golf courses, we would validate the emails, we would replace them um, where possible. We would uh, hygiene their postal addresses so that they were as malleable as possible. And then we would go in and we added certain demographic elements. So um, depending upon the course and maybe other um, services they had. So remember that these are, these are more country club type courses. So they might have tennis courts, they might have a pool, they might have a, a camp for children, they might have a pickleball court. Um, what we would do is add information about the household that would help drive um you know messaging and events and i say we, we tend to go to this this example a lot uh because it was just so extreme um but you know if 77 percent of your your customers have a pet you want to work a pet into your imagery right. or in the case of one of our courses they did a yappy hour they invited people to bring their that. pets um, they had it outside and they used it as a membership drive opportunity. So they invited the neighborhood and, you know, they were able to drive some membership that night. Um, it also drives what kind of promotions you might, might want to do. If there are small children present in the household, do you want to offer daycare services or childcare services while somebody's out on the course? So um, just things that they did, uh, you know, for that. And it sort of just evolved uh, within the organization that, when a company wanted to look at their database, um, we do an analysis for them um, and we can get an idea of what needs to be cleaned up. And then you can do a profile of those customers and then determine what attributes might be strong to add for marketing messages. You know, you make a good point. I think that when a lot of people hear the term data hygiene, um, data cleaning, you know, there's this whole other component of you know getting your database in order and that's that data enrichment and i know we're going to talk about that a little bit later but it's not just you know getting that foundation right it's it's adding additional insight so you know at the end of the day you have a really strong database with the correct information but also additional information so yeah i i 
I like that you brought that up because I think that's something important to to remember when you're doing a data management cleanup project. Great. So um, data integration. I thought we we actually talked about this a little bit earlier today. Um, you know these multiple John records, and you had some really good insights to share on this, Kim. Sure. So it's you know this is clearly this is an elemental tool but it's impactful you know when you're collecting data across multiple channels uh sources uh what have you information can come in in, in a host of ways um and this is just an example to show you that the the individual's address was keyed differently each time but by using other contact points his email specifically and his telephone number you were able to ascertain that it's the same individual and that one of those addresses is the correct one. So, you know, through a, a hygiene, this is a, a duplicate merge purge element, but through the hygiene process, you would determine what the correct address is there. Again, it's not it's not exciting and it's not, you know, something that you're you're usually shouting from the mountaintops, but it's critical. It's something you have to have as the foundation of how you look at your database. And and I'll say this, depending upon your business and your messaging determines how important this is. If you're doing direct mail, obviously cost is impactful and you typically only want to get one mail piece to a household. But if you're doing digital or email or even telemarketing, there's nothing wrong with reaching more than one person in the household, especially in today's age where right. everyone has a different phone number. So um, again, everything we say here is is contingent upon your use case, the channels you're utilizing, and your own objectives. So um, I always say, you know, take what's valuable for you and, you know, kind of leave the rest, but something to consider when you look at, at how you look at your data. Yeah, and just, just one other thing I wanted to, to point out is, um, you know, I don't want to get too far down, you know, how to match, but is the, the email address is, is often used as a unique identifier when matching records? Is that you know, one of the pieces of information that somebody may look at? It can be. The challenge is, and, and we saw it as a trend early on, but then it, it, it waned a little bit, and now it's coming back where people share email addresses within a household. Ah, so, you know, you might have spouses using a single email address. Um, I'm, I'm famous for saying, you know, think about it. The average individual has at least four emails. You have one for your important right. messaging with family and friends, maybe the school. You have one where you get your bills. You have one where you're shopping. And then you have the one where it's everything you're signing up for that you don't actually want. Yeah, and just think about the passwords you have to remember. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so types of data hygiene. Um, you know, we kind of talked about how dirty data gets, but, you know, and this stat shows that on average, 20% of data records, database records contain contact data with data quality issues. Um, and here we show, you know, numerous, numerous types of, of data hygiene that, you know, Kim's gonna just kind of touch on, but um, there's a lot of different processes, it looks like, Kim. There are. So again, depending upon your use case and what you're collecting, um, kind of take you through a little bit here of, of the different things you could do, you know. Email validation is checking the deliverability of the email, um, the successful deliverability. Um, a postal pen is typically where you're adding elements to your file. You're gonna do your 
your NCOA, your PCOA, your CAS certification uh, for direct mail. Uh, phone validation is comparing them against tested files. Um, email append, obviously adding in uh, emails to where you're either missing a record or your record is uh, now an invalid uh, as proven by validation. Uh, I will say this, you don't want to append just any email. You want to make sure that you are appending um, an opt-in, you know, a third-party opt-in to add it to right. the database because the consumer did not give you that address specifically. Um, you can add in any missing contact points. Um, there's always the do not call. If you're doing telemarketing, if you are doing SMS messaging, if you are doing uh, mobile calling, you need to run through do not call. Um, it, is, it is critical and it needs to be done on a regular basis. Um, ID graphs are, are popular. That's where companies take every piece of data that is available on a consumer and they keep it all. Um, and they use it to watch how a consumer moves through life. Are they moving? Uh, how is their individual activity changing? Um, you know, is their is, is their income changing? Is the type of house mm -hmm. they live in changing? Is the makeup of their household changing? So, again, these are all something that you do over time. Um, if you do it only once every ten years, every five years, it's an expensive undertaking. Um, hygiene is a long-term investment. Uh, depending upon the size of your file, how often you are communicating with it, again, what your primary channel objectives are, this is something you want to look at on a seasonal basis. Um, at minimum, you should probably do it at once a year. If you're actively marketing to them, more frequently. You could set something up, you know, new to file every month, check those. You might do a full scrub, you know, quarterly or twice a year. But again, it's really something you want to look at continually so that it always stays in its best shape. And is the, you know, the one, two, three, like seven, these, uh, these types of data hygiene, are these pretty typical among, you know, other vendors in the space? I know this is something we provide, but is that kind of like a, a standard menu of services that are offered? Sure. Some providers will do some, some will do all uh, like we do. Um, again, any, any provider you use um, should be doing a consultation that that looks at the history of how your, your database was developed, that looks at how you utilize it, and then can recommend, um, you know, which of these should be done and on what cadence, right. uh, based upon how your, your file turns over, how people move in and out of your database. So each one is a bit custom. I mean, you know, every one of these individually is a pretty standard process. But when you put them together in a priority or a timing um, that is custom to your world. That makes sense. So, you know, somebody might not necessarily need to do a postal append if they're not doing a direct mail piece or something like that. They may pick and choose, you know, these are the three that I prioritize. So it's the kind of can work uh, together, but not you don't have to have all of them. Sure. And I think to make this easy, um, folks will see at the end of the presentation, um, we included a couple of checklists, uh, one for postal hygiene um, and then one for everything else that kind of takes you through just to get, make sure that you look at every angle uh, that you could potentially yep. use for your file. So we thought yep. we would throw that in as a quick little reference tool that you can either print out or just keep on your desktop. Excellent. 
Um, so you have all of these uh, data cleansing processes, data append, um, you know, meet uh, Mary Smith. We have a clear picture, a 360 degree customer view. Um, I love the slide about how all of these different processes come together. Um, and it's just, you know, that's that's what we're trying to get to. You know, once you understand who your customer is, um, you can, you know, have really great marketing programs put in, in place. Um, any other thoughts, comments on the slide? Sure. One of the things, um, obviously, once you get your data cleaned up and you may add certain key elements that are easy to fit into your program. Um, one of the things that a lot of the companies offer us included um, is we can run a profile and, and you know, take a look at what's trending among your audience um, from a host of different views. It might be individual household address level demographics, um, move histories, uh, property information, and then even now activity. So, you know, what are, what are people behaviorally doing? Are they in market? Are they on social media? Um, do they prefer to shop in store, online, based upon where they're researching and how they're they're acting? Um, you know, we live in an all-party data world now. Uh, you know, and and we're at now level four from zero to three. Um, you know, and each one you'll kind of see here color coded based on how it's collected. Is it is it something the consumer is giving you directly? Is it based upon off of their interactions with you, you know, with your company or brand, uh, or is it something you overlay, uh, you know, to gain additional insights? But to give you a truly full view, um, you know, it really comes down to doesn't matter how great of a marketing program you have, if it's not reaching the right people at the right place at the right time, it's not going to be successful. Yep, yep, that is key for sure. And um, we kind of already said that, but this really sums it up. It's, you know, reaching the right people, the right channels. What is the other right? The right time? The right time and the right message. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'll, put, I'll put this offer out here. Um, you know, if you have a file and you would like an analysis of, of what it might need um, from both a hygiene and potentially an enrichment resource, um, we will offer that complimentary uh, to you. Uh, you know, we'll connect you with somebody in our team, execute a quick NDA, because obviously we don't want to touch data without protections. Um, and we will offer you a, a free analysis and guidance on what we think could work, um, you know, whether you do it with us or somebody else. But we are happy to do that as part of this. I think it would be kind of surprising, you know, for, you know, those who do take advantage of this. But um, when I've looked at some of the profile reports or, you know, the the analysis that we have run I was like wow that's I mean that's very insightful just you know I wouldn't have thought you know certain things that I, I've gleaned from those reports it's like that's a lot of email addresses that just have you know syntax er errors you know and make them undeliverable so it's it's very interesting you know when you kind of like glance through it to see um, you know just kind of a quick health check on what your database looks like um, and I know we mentioned um, some of these uh, these checklists. Checklist. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we have a couple of checklists at the um, 
I think the next two slides actually. So we have this postal hygiene, you know, checklist, just things to consider when you're, you know, looking at maybe postal hygiene. Um, and we will send this to you. Um, feel free to shoot me an email. Um, Christian, if you're on, could you throw that in the chat? Um, otherwise, you'll get the recording tomorrow. And um, just let me know and I can send that to you. We also have this merge purge checklist, you know, and again, as Kim mentioned, you may not need all of these, but it, it's just good to have an idea of what's even available. I mean, I think that's, you know, the power is like, you don't know what you don't know. So just like, oh, that's a thing, um, you know, check it out. It may be something that is relevant for your brand. And I think, Kim, we are ready for some questions. Okay. And we did get a, actually a couple questions that came in. So if you have not had a chance to, uh, go ahead and enter those. Um, so the first question is, and you, you touched on this a little bit, Kim, but if you could just kind of reiterate, um, how often should you clean your database? Well, I would say, obviously, no less than once a year. Um, but depending upon how much your file grows and ebbs and flows, you know, how much you lose, how much you gain every month, um, it could be as frequently as, as real time. Um, right. You know, some large, you know, large brands, large retailers who are taking thousands of records in and out daily, they're going to want to do, you know, um, almost real time uh, elements. Uh, monthly and quarterly are probably our most common. Um, I would say no less than than twice or once a year for, for smaller files who maybe aren't communicating with them as regularly. Right. So actually, that's actually a good uh, segue into our next question. Um, we don't really have a team to manage our data. Um, it's in different databases. Do you have a solution to, you know, get all those databases to talk to each other and, and you know, form some semblance of them? Sure. So, uh, well, we have a policy. We don't we don't make these webinars salesy, but um, we do offer um, a customer data platform, a CDP, uh, if you will, where you can collect data from multiple sources. Um, all of the things you learned about today are included in the services around that. Um, and then it allows you to enrich them and create marketing programs across channels uh, right in the same system. Um, again, we're not the only ones who do it, but uh, if you have an interest in that, we would love to talk to you. So, you know, definitely drop us a line or um, put your information in the chat and we'll have somebody reach out to you. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you found this session helpful. Remember, your data is your foundation and we're here to help you build it strong. For more information on how we can help you get your data into shape, please visit our website at porchgroupmedia.com.